Wow. <laughs> You're really embracing this uh, November weather here, eh? Sue, man. Sorry for the, for the very, like, slow, sad <laughs> intro. <laughs> Usually we start with, like, a... <laughs> and no, I don't know it. Um, but maybe, hopefully, we'll end on a, on a positive one. Listen, I, I went <laughs> on Spotify and I typed in Moving On. Uh, this is by Codaline. Amazing band. Yeah. Never heard of this before, and I'm like, maybe it'd be like, moving on, moving yeah. and it picks up, and now it's like, there's no pickup. We're a minute and there's no pickup. <laughs> there's just chord progression here. Okay, um, so today's topic is one that we sort of referenced in our last one, mm-hmm. our personal questions one, where uh, we're gonna cover moving on and not specific to relationships. We will cover that, but also a uh, death. Yeah. And uh, moving on from a job, moving mm-hmm. on from a friendship, moving on from anything that you really need to move on from. Yeah. Right? Uh, some will be, you know, so I'll, I'll I'll go through a list over here and I think some really apply well to relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of these things you can apply to death, losing a close one, um, a, you know. A clothespin? So you- <laughs> a close. <laughs> A close, oh my god, losing a clothespin, losing you know, that someone is. you love, <laughs> yeah, uh, losing someone that's close to you. I think uh, I, th- I would imagine. I mean, Amar is gonna like give the tips, I'm gonna do just the chatter with it, but I imagine a lot of these yeah. will go hand in hand with anything that requires leaving something in the past, changing routine, or that thing, figure, job is no longer involved, yeah, yeah, it's. Yeah, you're gonna be kind of like introspective here. Yeah, you know, really look into your things, and I'll add in my own things as well. Perfect. I've just recently dealt with a couple deaths in the family. Couple? Yeah. Oh, sorry to hear so, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, so I'll, I'll see how that applies, and then I guess yeah. you'll be the relationship thing. But I don't know. Sometimes it's weird. Like, I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but in our culture slash religion, it's like you look at death as. You know, you when you remember someone, you also say, you know, how do I want to, how do I want people to be present at my funeral? It's a really weird thing, but it's like, well, what is your relationship with death? Uh, so from externally, like from what I've seen, first of all, I yeah, like you said last week, I am super terrified of death. Like, yeah, yeah, like in what sense of it? There are some people who aren't, and it's I know, man, like. They're like, live every day like your last. I'm like, I don't want to. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I think what's so hard about death mm-hmm. is the fact that this thing was once here that you could talk to and you had a bond with, right? Yeah. They would, they knew your problems. They knew how to get to your house. They knew the tricks of the squeaky floor in your house, you know? Yeah. And then they're gone. And it's like, no matter where you search on this planet, they're not there. It's I think incredible. that's what's so definite and permanent about death. You yeah, know, it's very unique. It is the ultimate form of gone. Like with a relationship, yeah. I know my ex-girlfriends still live around on this planet. Yeah. Like I, if I needed to talk to them, I can call them up. Like I've ended every relationship yeah. on a level like that. You make it sound like they live in the same house. Yeah, they're all in the <laughs> I same. I can just call them up. I cluster the, <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're moving in here now. <laughs> 
no, I could call them up and just, just if I needed to help myself to move on, I could do yeah. that, right? Uh, as an ultimate, ultimate last resort. Yeah. But with death, you can't. you can't. In fact, you still have their phone number in your phone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, know, you can't do anything with it. But in many ways, that removal of that access is so good. Like it almost makes it easier that they're gone forever. You know what's crazy? Oh my God. I felt, I've never shared this, but I'm going to now. Yeah. After experiencing heartbreak, and I've, I've gone through this before, right? It's yeah. just everyone is different, I find. I've never been through two heartbreaks that are the same. Mm-hmm. They've both been difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I thought the same thing. Yeah. Like losing someone to death, it's definite. It's a cut and dry. They're gone. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Losing someone in a relationship, you still might see them. Mm-hmm. They might date someone you know. You know, like there's still, they're still there. Connections. Yeah. The remnants and the nostalgia is still there. Yeah. Whereas with death, it's kind of tied off and it's like, I have these for the rest of my life. That's it. And that's it. Yeah, it's hard. But it, point. I, I think, yeah, there's a lot of good things that come out of it, which is like that humility that, in the end of the day, we're just, you know, when we die, it's just like, it's weird. It's, it, it brings a humbleness to it, right? And also brings yeah. a, a lot of perspective. I think it, what's scary is like a painful death. That'd be so awful, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's a convenient way to pass away. Other than like, like my grandmother passed away in her sleep. Yeah. And what... What better way, honestly, if you're going to go than to go in that sense uh, where you were sleeping, you didn't feel anything, you know? Truly. So I don't know. The way I want to go is I want to get into like a police car chase. You know, when I'm old and like just on my way, I'm like, you know what? I'm here. Just go off a bridge. <laughs> you know, like just do something fun. <laughs> don't kill anyone or anything. You know, just like just yeah. get a police car chase just for fun. Fill it up. Half tank. And then what? And see, well, A, see if you can get away. B, <laughs> you're definitely not going to get away. Yeah. But, but B, if I don't, sick. Then they, yeah. Damn, man, that, that's still a rough way to go. It is. Because you know police won't, well, depending on your relationship with police, yeah. they're not just going to shoot you. They might get you in the leg and then you have to rot in prison. Yeah. Anyway, this is getting very dark, which uh, <laughs> we're going to be dancing around this entire podcast. Yeah, we're going to go from funny to yeah. <laughs> to death. You know? All right. So what do you got? What do you got for us? All right. So um, this is on psychcentral.com by John Grohol, who is a psychiatric doctor, a psychologist. Do- he has a, di- a doctor's in psychology. Anyways, um, so five ways to let go of past hurts. Wow, that music came in strong. (laughs) (laughs) So number one, make the decision to let it go. Mm. Things don't disappear on their own. You need to make the commitment to let it go. If you don't make this conscious choice upfront, you could end up self-sabotaging any effort to move on from this past hurt. Easier said than done. I agree. That is like, that's the definition of moving on. Yeah. Is like to stop thinking about it. But what was the first part of that? Uh, you gotta uh, so things don't go on their own. Uh, you gotta make the conscious decision to let it go yourself. Like you can't just kind of, oh, I'll just forget about this. No, it's like you have to intentionally stop thinking yes. about them. One hundred percent, that's true. Like it's very hard though, because once you get to a certain point where they're on your mind, they're on your mind, they're on your mind, it becomes natural to only think about them, mm. and then you tie it to things like last time I was in the elevator, I thought about them. Now every time you go in the elevator, you're thinking about them. Yeah. So. 
absolutely, I could tell you it's a conscious effort you have to make of like, nope, we're in the elevator. I'm, I'm thinking about this now. Yeah. That's okay. Let's just make it through the ride. Yeah. Okay. But it is absolutely, you chip away at it like it's made of marble, man. You got like a butter knife. It's like you're just chipping away slowly. Yeah. And then eventually you can step back and be like, whoa, okay, I've actually made progress here. It's true. And I think it's going to come up probably a few times here, but I think the empowerment that it gives you when you make the choice, you need to almost like bring the ball back in your court, right? So when you make the choice mm -hmm. of I'm going to move on, it kind of, to some people, I think, it empowers them, you know? Right. I, I think with death, this is not so applicable, but, uh, you know. It does. I think in, in that topic, yeah. it, you have to rejoin your team. Mm. Like, you asked me in that personal questions podcast, uh, what is my worst thing about being in a relationship? Well, I, I really do. My life becomes so full of them and me. You know, yeah. like I, I really, so when I end a relationship, I have to then go back to team Dan and mm. Charlie and, and like not, not worry about other things. Right. So I think that, that, that's a big part of it is taking back who you are. And that comes in many forms, which I imagine might be on here. Uh, number two, I like this one a lot. Express your pain and your responsibility. Right? So I think it's true. And some, I, I'd say number two maybe even comes before number one here or helps you with making the decision to let it go. But expressing how someone hurt you or how someone has damaged you yeah, really makes it more clear that... You know, this was for the better that you guys broke up um, and vice versa yes. with the responsibility is how I hurt this person or how I'm not compatible with this person or how I'm, you know, we need to, mm, I don't want to get to the next point, but yeah. Yeah. With, with that, there's an interesting thing that happens when you're ending a relationship. Mm -hmm. It's definitive. Yes. This is what I want. I wanted it over. This is great. Then time sets in the void, the void of them not being there sets in. Yeah. And then it's like, ah, man, was it really that bad? You have these rose-colored glasses on. You look at everything under a different perspective now and think you could tolerate it so much more, mm -hmm. you know? And then eventually you get to a point where you're happy and you're content with your decision. You're like, no, 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 you know what? It was for the better. Yeah. But it's this, like, roller coaster of up and down of don't forget why, and, and this is in relationship sense, not death, because they are very different relationship don't forget why it wasn't working because if it was working you wouldn't be broken up so don't mm. forget that don't forget all the shitty things they did to you yeah. don't forget all the shitty things they said to you the way they treated you just think of every bad thing they ever did to you and don't like and just make that the forefront mm. just for a little bit so you start to kind of go like okay you know what screw them then yeah team dan you know yeah. i i gotta be on my i gotta support me if you start going like, oh, but they were so nice and they were so sweet and they did this for me, then you're going to start to think, oh, you're an idiot. I don't want to be on Team Dan. What did you do? Yeah. You know, and then you start to, once you start to build up that courage of, yeah, they didn't treat me how I wanted to be treated or it wasn't working, then you start to say, what did I do? Mm. And you say, okay, it's much easier to rip yourself, not rip yourself apart. Sorry, it's a bad term, but it's much easier to look at your ownership yeah. after you've already given them the blame. No one's at full fault. So you give them all the blame and then you're going to start to look at yourself and take some of it back. Play devil's advocate on that. Yeah. And say, you know what? Maybe they acted like this because I acted like this. For sure. And I became this, you know, so it was my fault. Relationships and breakups 
can be 50 50 unless someone's cheated on you then it's then it's really not but and a lot of times i think uh, a lot of times we won't see like you got to identify like your own emotional habits right like if you if you know you got to understand that there are sometimes people hurt you without you knowing that they're hurting you right right like sometimes sometimes like there are people out there that love the feeling of being like used and abused and put down it's so weird but there are people like that but it it doesn't start that way it doesn't you're right you get groomed in this stockholm syndrome like mind and i think that falls under the category of trauma bonding where you grew up having this trauma of your parents not loving you enough yeah then you fall into a relationship where someone is doing the same thing that's hooking into that trauma of you as a kid so you not being loved enough but in trauma bonding what happens is you guys fight you you reconcile so oh you know i love you so much i'm so sorry there's a there's a period of just calmness yeah and then the action happens again and they either abuse you or something happens but it's the reconciliation that gets you stuck in that trauma bond Mm -hmm. they treat you like garbage they apologize and you think oh that's the love that i never got as a kid and it's a continuous loop that's exactly it yeah Uh, how do you feel about people conditioning themselves into a story so you know uh, let's say after trauma bonding right i'd imagine that person has now conditioned themselves to kind of like love that pain or or they identify that pain as a form of love Uh, absolutely that one absolutely so after you break up or when you want to let go or whatever you're going to have to condition yourself out of that you're going to have to condition whether it's a story that you tell yourself of how you were hurt but you need to bring yourself back up to reality. And that's not just with trauma bonding. That's with everything. Oh man. Reality is doesn't exist in a breakup. I like you are so distant from reality. It's insane. You think of those nostalgic moments that were not actually factual and your brain tells you now, man, this is what happened. Not like she was perfect. That's it. So reality goes way out the window, like before anything else. So yeah, it's important to like bring it back to reality yeah um and think about and you know what helps is writing down what actually happened in the relationship yeah why did it end why did it end it's true you know like it's in a lot of these tips are difficult to relate over to death because death is so de- definitive there's no question on will you get to see that you will never see them again yeah but they're i'll i'll touch on the death one because i know we've talked about that once we find one that maybe mm-hmm. resonates a bit better um yeah, no, I, I think the conditioning part is, is huge. And I think a lot of people confuse the conditioning your mind out of the breakup as, oh, I'm thinking about her or I'm thinking about him again. Um, Which, by the way, guys, it's okay. Like, I can tell you that uh, I'm now like, I don't know, five months since my last relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like, I could tell you that things will will come up. If you have a history with someone... They will come up every so often. Yeah. You will see little triggers around, little uh, wormholes that suck you in. And as time goes on, you deal with them in a better light. You look at them as a beautiful moment that once happened versus, oh my God, I can't believe it. And what did I do? You know, like yeah. it, it, that stuff fades. Like it, it sucks. It's so cliche, but time heals everything. Yeah. And Man, honestly, what? Dan is just really good with these God, timings <laughs> of the drops the and everything. No, time Jesus. heals everything. And that goes for death, too. And I think 
beauty and time are, are connected in a way. Yeah. The longer time goes and you start to progressively move on, beauty starts to set in and go, wow, that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. It became not awesome. But there was a time where it was awesome, and that's the time they're going to think about. But I'm also going to be searching for more awesome from someone else. Yeah. You know? But you, I feel like you got to multiply that time with that good thinking, that good type of thinking. Because if you, you know, over time, if you have just negative thoughts about this whole thing and you suck yourself in down that spiral, mm -hmm. it, yeah, it's not going to a good place. No. Right? No. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. Like, if you can look at your situation and look two months ago and say, have I progressed into, and don't don't be hard on yourself. I haven't made any single progression. Like, think realistically here. Yeah. Have you made any progress in the two months period? Well, yeah. I'm not as it doesn't sting yeah. as bad anymore. I don't um, dwell on free time. Yeah. And, and I have to always be busy. Now I can sit with myself again. Mm -hmm. You know, these are all little victories that equal to the term of moving on. I'd say. Yeah, there's that quote that's like, you know, like practice makes perfect. But then there's another quote that's practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very true. I, I don't think, you know, I, I think if you practice negative thoughts about yourself all over the time, you're not going to go to perfection. You're going to go to permanence of negative thought. And same thing with positive thought about yourself or about the relationship or, or whatever about the person. If you practice positive thoughts your practice becomes permanent and those positive thoughts about yourself become permanent. A hundred percent. There's a saying, uh, you fire it wires. Mm. So I think that was Dr. Joe Dispenza. His name is sure. Uh, the guy's amazing by the way, but yeah, he says this thing where if it fires, it wires. So if you're constantly firing off those parts of your brain about them or how much you suck or how much you weren't enough for them, it's going to start to wire itself in your brain. It'll actually wire itself in your brain that's it. to make that connection that you weren't, in fact, enough for them. And that's bullshit. Like, the biggest thing about breakups is that we convince ourselves that for some reason we became not enough for them. Yeah. But we never nurture ourselves and say, maybe they weren't enough for us. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we're always so... It's, it's so much easier to throw us into the fire, Yeah. you know, than it is to throw them. It's nuts. Number three, stop being the victim and blaming others. Kind of touched up on it, but yeah. Uh, being the victim feels good. It's like being on the winning team uh, of you against the world. But guess what? The world largely doesn't care. So you need to get over yourself. Yes, you're special. Yes, your feelings matter. But don't confuse with your feelings matter to your feelings should override all else and nothing else matters. Damn. Harsh uh, but true. Very. Your feelings are just one part of this large thing we call life, which is all interwoven and complex and messy. It reminds me of this like stand-up special I watched. I think it was like Bill Burr or something. And he's like, you know, we all live life as if the movie is about us. Yes. Like we're the main character of the movie. But really, and and he's like, look, I'm I'm Bill Burr. I'm on the stage, right? And I still don't think the movie is about me. I think I'm just like one scene of those two people on the balcony over there and I'm just a snippet of their life, you know? And, and it's weird to think about life that way where like <laughs> the movie isn't about you, it's about... It's so true. <laughs> How many of us live a life where we think we're the main character in the movie? So yeah. many. You know who it's the worst with? And I, I, I hate shitting on them because I am one. Mm -hmm. YouTubers, man. I see it all the time. Yeah, they're you, making the movie. 
they're making a movie, but so many YouTubers out there think that they are the center of attention and the world revolves around them. Yeah. You know, like I see so many tweets or like Instagram stories where the smallest thing in their life will happen. It'll be dramatic. And like, guys, I'm so sorry this happened. It's like, honestly, like no one really cared because we're all living our own shit. Yeah. You know, like it's fine. Or, you know, when someone goes through a break, you know, I can't stand. And it was a trend, I think last year. It's like the the breakup videos. Mm, Why are you like, did you see that? There's this one that was trending around of this, this couple trying to resolve a fight on camera. So they sit down, they go, do you know why I treated you that way? Like, like it's, you're letting the world in to a back end part of your relationship yeah. that is meant to stay there. What's a relationship if you guys share everything with the world? No, no, no way. Nothing. So when people do these, we broke up videos as if people give a shit. Yeah. And, and maybe some people do, but most people don't. Mm-hmm. And I learned this, man. Like when I was going through my breakup, I thought, man, I, I'll be the talk at some parties. Like, oh, Dan was like the worst, man. Yeah. Like to and like look at my look at my walls. Like I've got art that I assumed like it did resonate with people, but maybe I put too much out there. Yeah. But you do that when you're hurt and you're blind to it, you know? But that's a good point. You're not as the spotlight isn't as bright as you are telling yourself it is. Yeah. Like the world goes round. So you, you don't have to construct this this idea that like, oh, you were the biggest victim and You've overcome it and this. And it's like, you know, we all try to make a story out of our hurts and stuff. And, you know, sometimes it's good, but it's like in the long term, you know, uh, of course, again, in the short term, these YouTube videos of breakups and stuff, it gets views. You know, it might bring a positive thing to your relationship and stuff. But in the long term, it's going to No one gives a shit Becky and John, you know, like, yeah. like... You see them get views, and if it's a high-profile couple that you were invested in both, yeah, it's sad. But for smaller YouTubers, what's the deal? Like, let me give you a context of what that is, okay? So you're driving one night in the car. You're driving home, okay? Mm. This song plays on the radio. You start thinking you're in a movie. This is notorious because this is in so many trailers, okay? You're driving on the highway. It's nighttime, and you're thinking about all the great times you guys had together. Yeah. Victim mentality, okay? It's coming I've in. been there. I'm here. We've, we've all been there. Yeah. I'm taking there with me right now. Yeah. Now you start thinking, oh, how great would it be if I just showed up their house and we just reconciled? Yeah. Because I miss them. I, I miss them so bad. And I'm a great guy. And why didn't they love me? And You know? And then victim sits in again. And then it's like you become this underdog of a Hollywood movie that we can all think of. Or a porno. Sorry. <laughs> depending on how your night ends uh it just happens that way you know yeah and it's it's these types of songs that i personally suggest you stay away from they're emotional they're meant mm-hmm. to be emotional but don't listen to emotional songs when you're also the victim because this drives the narrative of like <laughs> why me why me i'm such an idiot oh my god <laughs> you know it's true it's it's the epitome of of victim songs this one yeah, and do, definitely don't drive after a breakup, let me tell you. There's been a few uh, people who have gotten in trouble. You know, it, when you're crying or when you're uh, super emotional. Especially when you're super emotional, man. Yeah, don't drink and drive. When do, you, when do you get most emotional? That's what I should ask you in the person. Mm, well, here, I'm here. You have a question for me? Yeah. <laughs> when, when, like, 
you, you mentioned when do I get okay, most so emotional? there's a breakup. Do you get emotional there on the spot? Do you get emotional in the car at home when the person left? Or at someone with someone's funeral? Do you, do you cry at the funeral? Do you cry at home in private? What is it for you? I do this weird exercise where I put the situation ahead of time. Like, you know, uh, it might be two months before the breakup when I'm like, huh, if we were to break up, that would really suck because of X, Y, Z. And then just go down this like little uh, emotional, honestly, rabbit hole of just, you know, of like just being emotional, you know, like that's when like I'm kind of thing. Um, I would say face to face, face to face emotional, like right there. It's happening now. Right then and there. Yeah. You see your emotions come up right in the forefront. Yeah. I would say I'm the same way. If not, I'm the same way then. Mm -hmm. Right. And then it's fine. And then in those moments of nostalgia at home, if I've had a long day, a stressful day, then they'll, they'll come back. Like, oh, you see, I don't got that. You don't, eh? I mean, I, I could, but then like really quickly, I could be like, ah, she could go F herself. She what? <laughs> she could just go F herself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that's, like, that's a part of moving on. Like the fact that you can get to that level. Yeah. Because otherwise it's like, oh, she can go F herself. But then you're like, but I could also go F myself, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. yeah. That, uh, the part I just said comes after like me beating myself up. Yeah. Of like, yeah, Mario, you ain't shit. Nah, neither <laughs> she. Yeah. Whatever. It's perfect. It's a relatively healthy way to be, man. Oddly enough. Yeah. 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 You know? All right. Yeah. Next one. Uh, focus on the present, the here and now and joy. Uh, now it's time to let go, let go of the past and stop reliving it. Stop telling yourself the story where the protagonist, you, is forever the victim of this other person's horrible actions. You can't undo the past. All you can do is to make today the best day of your life. A little wishy-washy in the end there, but um, it's very true. Like, there really is no other place to go than the present and the future. Well, because there's, what was that saying? There's no amount of, uh, no amount of regret will change the past Mm. and no amount of anxiety will control the future. So all you, it's true. All you have is here right now. And if you are dwelling on something, you like if you're at a party, have you ever had this? You're at a party and you leave and you start breaking down how you were at that party. And what are people going to be saying about you? Cause you're a big <laughs> idiot. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I'll be honest, my, I'm, I'm working hard on my inner voice because my inner voice is not my biggest fan. No, I- it's the worst man. Like uh, I don't do it as much, but sometimes I'll go to an event and I'll be like, Dan, man, you were too much. Yeah, you're too much. You got to tone it down next time. Like nobody's gonna want a guy that that's too goofy like that. Like you're mm. too mature. You know, I, I've I've done it before. I look at my Instagram stories at the end of the night. I'm like, who's gonna want to like a guy like this? Negative thinking, right? Yeah. Uh, just even though you're probably getting DMs of just like pure laughter. This, yeah, this, yeah. That, yeah. I'll get I'll get reinforcement. Yeah. But then my brain will deal with that, and we're like, they feel bad for you, Dan. You know, like mm. it's a very tricky thing I'm dealing with with that. The, anyway. First of all, the music choices. Like, I feel like I'm tripping on acid. Lamar, are this you is there? literally inner voice music. It is, eh? <laughs> Dan, Dan, Dan. Wait, I mean, and there's like... You're there's, an idiot, idiot, idiot. <laughs> There's simple math to it, which is, you know, the more you focus on the present, the less time you have thinking about the past, and the less time you'll go there. It, it's, it's the same thing with the inner voice. If you just crowd them out with more positive thought, then... You know, it kind of gets shunned out. Sure, it's a stronger voice at many times, it seems like. But it's kind of hard, though. It, it, it's it, it hard is. to think about the present moment. Because let's say presently, you're sitting on the couch. Yeah. 
How do you think about sitting on the couch when you have such an active past going to playing in your head? Yeah, but you know, even if you're sitting on the couch, you're you know, you should be thinking about. Sure, you could be thinking about how uh, you treated your girlfriend bad or she treated you bad, or you can think about ah, what am I going to do with my friends or what am I going to see my brother? What should we do with my brother? Like, it's not just thinking about I'm on this couch. It's thinking, you know, of good times that I could have right now or good people that I have around me right now. Um, It's that gratitude. It's basically, you know, if we crowd our brains and lives with hurt feelings, there's little room for anything positive. It's a choice you make. Absolutely. And it's like, and the same thing, if you choose to fill it up with negative thought then and we've all been there where our minds are crowded with like negative thoughts we it's hard for a positive breakthrough to go through absolutely and you have to you have to watch that that doesn't seep in to future potential relationships you know like if if you're because then you're starting that one off and it's not fair to the other people if you're starting that one off with the crutches of the last one oh yeah you know like that's one thing I've learned is you have to make sure that you are absolutely ready. Yeah, that and, baggage, man. But I don't think we're ever going to get a feeling of like, I'm ready. It's gonna You're going to have to do the jump eventually of like, I'm ready to move on to somebody else. True. You know, you, eventually you're going to have to do that. But don't do it like some people, man, two weeks after breakup and they're already in, in another one. Like, yeah, you, we all know those people that you got to have the, the boyfriend. Yeah, those are also the same people that do like... Um, I love you after like three days. Yeah. I love you. You're my, you complete me. I love you. Hashtag fit couple. I have a problem. I say, I love you to everyone. And it's just like, I need to know the, the stage the impact, of, I eh? love you. You know, I love you for me is a very impactful word. Yeah. I don't say it to everybody. Like I mean it to everyone, but, but there's different the types. I of love you. Exactly. The, I love you that I say at the end of this podcast is much different than, you know, obviously. And yeah, we'll see. Because, yeah, there's like, the, I, oh, I love you. Like, you mean a lot to me in this in this world. But then there's I love you as a partner. And it's just like, for me, it's impactful. When I say I love you to a, a girl. Yeah. Like, the only girl I say it to is my mom. Yeah, like, I say it to a lot of friends. But then one girl who was like, we were seeing each other. And she was like a friend of mine. And you said it? <laughs> and I said, like, oh, just at the end of phone call. Every end of phone call is like, I love you. Right? <laughs> we hung up. And then she calls back. She's like, wait, what? I was like, oh, oh shit. Because uh, here's the thing. Like go, I say it to everyone. <laughs> sometimes they can get all excited. Like, oh my God, you said you love me. I love yeah, you. Yeah. Why do you say that this whole time? But it's like, no, no, no. Like I, I say it to everyone. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I specifically said, I say it to Isa. <laughs> <laughs> and no one loves him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the Joking. same, the same I love you I said to you is the one. In, anyways. Yeah. Uh, last one. Forgive them and yourself. I think I talked about this three episodes ago. Where I was like, forgiveness is honestly does a lot more for you than it does for them. Like, you know, if you forgive them, you're taking off that baggage. You're taking off the weight that they have on you. You're taking off the control that they have on you by forgiving them. Right. Um, Which I think a lot of people mistake forgiveness as excusing their actions. And it's not like if someone cheats on you... Forgiving means like you can like move on from that, mm-hmm. that it's not holding you down. Cause that was their shitty responsibility. Why are you letting it have a shitty effect in your life? Yeah. You can be hurt by it, Yeah, but forgive them in a sense like, okay, you know what? It happened. 
That's your responsibility. I'm not taking the baggage of this. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Because a lot of times people say forgiveness, they think of it as like, you're almost like disregarding what what they've done to you. Mm -hmm. No, but you could say like, even if it's in your head or whatever, I don't agree with what you did. I think what they did is shitty, but I forgive them for it. Right, right. Um, And I think this one is probably the closest one that I can think of how to let go of death because a lot of times, especially when it says forgive yourself, a lot of times when someone passes away, we blame ourselves of how we weren't there enough, how we weren't this enough, how we weren't that enough. And forgiving yourself is going to be huge to to change the whole thing. Um, You have to be able to forgive yourself. I think because we, especially in the case of death, we think when could I have seen them again? What, what, yeah. what should I have done more? Cause now with death, it's different. Like you don't have the potential to reconcile any sort of like the ones I feel worse for are the ones that get into a fight before someone passes Oof. away because there's nothing you could do. Any, and we often play these fights back in our head and anger matters. Like you have to deal with your emotions, yeah. but with, with a relationship, you end it with a fight. Okay, let time cool off. Yeah. Maybe you see them in the future. And then you could say, wow, I'm really sorry that happened. With death, the last thing that, you know, like... It's true. Because sometimes in fights, the best way to... Or sorry, in relationships, the best way to end it is a fight. It almost seems like, like you won't miss them as much. The animosity is like a good thing to kind of get all these things, which is... Don't blame yourself. You know, don't victimize yourself. This is that. Fights, ending a relationship, being angry at someone sometimes helps for some people. It does, but like... But with death, it's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I But even with a relationship, yes, a lot of things might come to a, a head and it's just like, I have to now... Ah, uh, I can't take... But you have to remember, like, at one point, you love this person. You picked them over everybody else. Yeah. And now you have the nerve to say you hate them. Like, it's so sad to see, like, people get themselves in relationships where they say, like, I hate them. Or I'm, like, Mm. so angry at this person, you know? Mm. It's like, how? Because, like, they were your world at one point. I never, any any ex I've ever had, I don't think I would ever say I hate them. Because it reflects bad on me. It's true. Yeah, I I think, yeah, you got to, you should be the bigger man. And, yeah, again, maybe in the... In the short term, it's better when you fight, but in the long term, I think it'll eat up. You eat out of you. It'll, <laughs> it'll eat you out. <laughs> it'll eat you out if you don't. Well, otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> if you're not a bigger man. <laughs> otherwise, what, you got to hold on to that, man. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You gotta, right. That's like, okay, you're in a relationship and someone gives you a big ass heavy bag yeah. at the train. You guys are at a train station. They give you a big ass heavy bag. You're like, yeah, I'll hold it. Then they leave. Like, I'm just going to the bathroom, whatever. Okay. They leave. Now you got to hold this freaking heavy ass bag, you know, because you ended things. I don't know. Yeah. It just makes like, a lot of, a lot of things during a breakup don't make sense. I, I'm convinced that a part of you, the reality part of your brain shuts off. Oh, for sure. Because half the shit doesn't make sense, man. Your emotions don't connect. Like, they treated me this way, but why do I miss them so bad? Yeah. You know? <laughs> It just, it's, uh, no, it's hard. Yeah. All these things are much easier said than done for sure, because you don't have a grasp of reality, but they're in the ballpark of moving on hundred percent. I could say that from experience. Yeah. And you just gotta, 
you got to be aware that these things exist and that there are many resources that will help you out, whether yep. it's online articles, friends, family, loved ones, her best friend. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. Wow. I was sitting here thinking, you're like, yeah, yeah. Did, what? You're like, you're like nodding to everything. And then, and then I said that and you're like, what? No, man, I would never. I would never. Imagine. I, I think some people have. Hey, you know, I'm single now. Yeah. Such little control over like, like we're talking best friends. No, no. How? Oh, I could never. I, yeah. I would never. I've never been interested in any of my ex's best friends. Because it's, it's, I introduce. I, when no, I that's a whole world of complexity and hurt and. and porn scripting yeah it's just like no one uh, when i but when i meet someone under from the introduction of a girlfriend i never view them in a sexual or attracted manner it's automatically yeah. like you're attached to them that's it it's weird man i've i've never i've never hooked up with an ex's yeah, I can't do that. anybody in in their circle even let me just, let me think here We'll do it on the next round of personal questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh, so there you have it. I'm going to sound like Dan over here. So there you have it. That's it, five tips. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a thing that I say too. So there you guys have it. <laughs> All right, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> there you guys have it. That's how to um, learn how to let go. Five ways to move on. Do you have any personal tips? On letting go? Outside of all this. Dealing with... When you deal with death, when mm. you deal with having to let something in your life that's important to you go, yep. three things you do. Um, one thing that I do for all of them for sure is remember, let's say death. If my, let's say if my grandma passed away because of dementia or Alzheimer's or something, mm -hmm. um, I think she would, to me, I make up the story that I think she would be very proud of me if I were to give back to, you know, Alzheimer's research or something that would help with dementia, things like that. So giving back charity, doing good for others mm -hmm. in the context, yep. I think always makes me feel better because uh, A, it just does. B, it feels like you're doing them justice, you know? Um, death always comes at an unjust time. Mm -hmm. um, giving back does them justice to me. Okay, um, interesting. Same thing closely same thing with like relationships like you know just do things that make you happy and w whatever your happy thing is you know what i mean like if it's skateboarding go skateboard a lot you know get your mind off it but don't attach something that you love with something with, with a time with a shitty time if that makes sense so you know if you like skateboarding yes, yes, don't yeah. attach that now to free. don't don't attach it as an escape i think this is the thing. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of people that like listen to songs and like, Oh, this reminds me of my ex. Yeah. Yeah. Don't touch that. That's a good tip. I like that one. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that three? That's two. That's two. That's well, one of them was good. So I felt like it was, <laughs> so you're going to end on a good note. Uh, let me think here for me, death. I think, uh, my look, beliefs are all different for everyone. I think for me, death is, uh, I'll see them again one day. Mm -hmm. Uh, whatever that looks like. I don't know. But I don't feel like they're gone. And I feel like it's hard at first, you know, because like the shock. I think a big part of why people are so scared to death is because of the shock. Yeah. The, the weight of just like, oh, what do you mean? That happened to them? I can't believe that whatever, you know, that's yeah. what a lot of people associate death with, that pain. 
But the pain of them not being any, there anymore, you can turn that in a way that's like, they were even in my life to begin with. I'm lucky to have them. Like, it's true. Look at, go through their ancestry. Like, did they move? Did they immigrate? Like, the fact that you got to have them in your life at all is... It's a blessing. It's a blessing. You're lucky to have that, right? Um, you could apply that the same with breakups. Uh, I know for me with breaking up, I think I, I'm working on getting back on Team Dan. Like, yeah. being my own biggest fan. At one point I was, and then I became the fan of my partner, you know? And then when that ended... I have to remove that and not feel like I'm their emotional caretaker anymore and feel, mm -hmm. what are they doing? Are they okay? Is life treating them okay? That's not my responsibility anymore. And then bring it back to me, Team Dan. It's a, it's a sensation that feels selfish, but it's not. Yeah. It's not selfish to take care of yourself. And lastly, I would say keep the ball rolling. A mm -hmm. lot of people, death, relationship breakups, the ball stops. They stop going to events. They stop doing what they love. They stop... Uh, telling stories. They stop watching their favorite TV shows. They stop yeah, because they just want to be in the moment and feel it. And it's such an oddly good feeling to be a victim and to be like, woe is me. It's, it, I, I've said it in a YouTube video before. It's like a warm blanket yeah. that like, that, that when you feel bad, you put this, oh, but life is so hard for me and it sucks. It's like a warm blanket. It's yeah. easy to be our own sympathizer, you know? But you have to keep the ball rolling and say, okay, but let's go and play some soccer because I know it takes my mind off things. I'll still wake up with anxiety some mornings. Yeah. The second I go to the gym and come out, cleared, man. It's cleared. That's my thing. This feels like a podcast made by like two puppies, you know? Like we're like, <laughs> you're going to go in that warm blanket. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what the owner says. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just keep the ball that. rolling, man. Go take a shit No matter what you do, you keep that ball rolling. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think in a, like the metaphorical sense, like keep the ball rolling, keep your life moving forward. If yeah. you pause and you're just, you become a waiting room for if they're going to come and knock at your door. Again, Oof. very cinematic. You know, there's a knock at 3 a.m. Just mm. you open it. It's like, oh my God. I thought you'd never come. Jessica, you know, like that <laughs> stuff, again, doesn't happen, man. Yeah. So with this being said, I hope that these tips help. I know you gave them, but I hope there was a lot of nuggets there that could help people. Yeah. And I hope you guys can move on from whatever you're dealing with because you can. Like, honest to God, you can. I've been there where I feel like this is forever, but I've come a long way. Yeah. So. If you forget the tips, just remember that we did a podcast on it. So when you break up, just come back right here. <laughs> and, and please don't listen. You only have permission to listen to this song in this podcast because this will make your saddest worth, man. The toughest man cry. <laughs> you fail me by the fray. All right. Take care of yourselves, guys. Love you. There it is. <laughs> I love you in a non-sexual way. <laughs> like a friend. <laughs>